this is Drama from 90 Days of Drama. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're listening to 90 Days on Fire podcast. Here with me, I've got my girl, Reality Squad. How you doing, girl? I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, my girl here is uh, tested, well, not tested positive for COVID yet, but she's, she's got the test done and she's feeling some symptoms just to be safe. She's yeah, run a test to, for herself. So we're hoping that she's okay. She's feeling a little under the weather today. So <laughs> yeah, we're just, um, I had to do the nasal swab yesterday. So just waiting to get those results back. So it's oh. just a waiting game. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and being luckily, available. Yeah. Luckily with podcasting, um, since I have to self-isolate, this is like giving me an outlet. <laughs> so it's actually I, nice. I get you all to myself. <laughs> exactly. So I apologize in advance, everyone, if you hear me like clearing my throat or anything. Um, I am yeah. sanitizing and disinfecting and hopefully it's just a regular run of the mill cold, but yes, we're hoping so. Sorry. But um, <clears throat> how juicy was this tell all Sarah? I mean, if, if, they all got together in a room instead of virtually. How crazy was this? I mean, we saw Angela wanting to marry Chuck. Michael <laughs> still wants a baby. Sinjin and Tanya looking like they're heading for divorce. Libby's family denying their tasteless actions in Moldova. I mean, mm -hmm. Kalani losing hope for her marriage. Larissa and Jess ganging up on Colt and Debbie. Oh my God. I mean, we're missing Paul and Karini. Where did they go? Where do you think they went? Yeah, so I found it very interesting that <clears throat> it was just kind of put out there that they weren't going to be joining them for the tell-all. Being that the tell-all was virtually recorded, there really is no excuse. You know, we have Michael in Nigeria. We have, well, we see uh, for future, we have um, Sinjin's friends in South Africa. We have Andre's family in Moldova. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, they're, even if uh, Paul is in Brazil and Karini is <clears throat> wherever Karini is, why, why weren't they at the tell-all? And I suspect that possibly they, they probably let Paul go, um, mm. but nothing has been confirmed. Paul, who loves to spill all of his dirty laundry on the internet, has not addressed why they're not on the tell-all. So it'll be interesting to find out if they're on future seasons or, right. or what. That's, that's interesting because a lot of people are saying that he's broken his NDA more than once, more than twice, and he's still on the show. So maybe TLC's gotten enough of his uh, drama there and yeah. gave him the at, boot. At this point, it's just so difficult to watch uh, Paul and Karini because for me, it's like I'm watching just like a total manipulation of Karini she seems absolutely miserable. Um, it's just extremely uncomfortable to watch. It's like there's uncomfortable aspects of like a lot of other couples and families that we see on the show. But this in particular, like he keeps his dogs in like a cage. It, it's just all like really just yeah. dark. And I think that he comes across on TV as someone who's just, oh, all these bad things keep happening to me, but I'm trying, I'm trying. But mm -hmm. I think he's actually like an unsuccessful sociopath. He just, 
which is a good thing, I guess. It's just that he hasn't like hit it big, but um, you know, I think uh, he has the potential to do some really like dark shit, and I'm yeah. I'm really gl- I'm glad for one to not uh, ha- have to like recap them on the tell all. Right, but the people that we are recapping, mm-hmm. what a lit, lit. Uh, oh my god, tell all part one. The first five minutes were just. <laughs> We got Michael Jackson 3.0. Oh my God. Carissa, uh, Carissa, Larissa. Sorry, you guys, I'm on DayQuil and NyQuil. And honestly, I'm not sure what I took this morning. So if I'm slurred, just bear with me. Um, we have Larissa called uh, Cole, a cuckold. Oh my which, God. <laughs> it was funny watching Pillow Talk because people had to like look up what that was. Right. And it was... It was really funny. Um, uh, Larissa Never- said Colt looked fatter than ever, but actually he, you could tell he he's didn't. lost weight. He's yeah. lost weight. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of the opposite. He looks mm-hmm. like he's slimmed down a lot. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know what cuckold is, yeah. <laughs> isn't it, isn't it when, um, when a partner wants to sit in and watch their other partner do things with other people? Yes. I, be- I believe that's what it is. Um, it, it, I believe it's a person that encourages their partner to be with other people so they can like watch find enjoyment in that yeah ah, okay <laughs> you know <laughs> I wonder what made her what led her to say something like that to Colt but who knows who knows that, well, that was definitely a better burn than the Larissa McGillicuddy. Yeah, uh, everybody was like, who the hell is a McGillicuddy? <laughs> McGillicuddy, for people that don't know, is Lucy Ricardo's maiden name from the I Love Lucy show oh. from the 1950s. It was such an ancient, well, non-burn. Like, but that so explains funny. that explains uh, Mother Debbie living with him. And, you know, they probably watch I Love Lucy on reruns. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh man, and you know, I, I, I finally we start off with they they went in on Larissa about her kids. What did right. you think about that? Oh my god, I was I was like living for it. Like me yes, too. Andre's mentioning her kids. I mean, she definitely got very defensive over mm-hmm. that topic and super mm-hmm. sensitive, right? Sounds like a very sore subject for her, but she says that she's sending money back home to her kids and that everything she's doing, uh, you know, boob job, <clears throat> butt job, cam soda, whatnot, you name it, everything she's doing for her kids. What do you think? True, false, facts? Um, I, I, I don't know. Okay, personally, I don't really believe that she sends any money back home because if she did, why did she ask her dad for money um, in the in the early part of this season? Mm-hmm. Um, unless she very recently started sending money home, that could be. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely none of her plastic surgeries <laughs> were for her children. Um, I guess maybe in the sense that she'll make more money on like OnlyFans and Cam Soda and things like that. And that could give her the opportunity to send more money to her children. Mm-hmm. But in no way is her children a priority for her whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And some people, uh, I had one follower 
a comment on one of my um, posts that why aren't we talking about like Tom's kids or um, Stacy's kids or Avery's older kid or, uh, or Devin's kids? Yeah. Right. Well, and it's a, but it's a little bit different for me because Stacy, we know with Avery and Stacy, they have agreements with their exes not to showcase their children. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really don't have any concept of what those relationships are like um larissa could talk about her children or the fact that she has children without even if she had some sort of agreement with the the children's fathers to not like show pictures or whatever she could talk about them and she never does right she mentioned them one time at the beginning of the first season they were on and then Mm -hmm. we've never heard of them again and i think that's where the difference is tom the children weren't really an aspect of tom's storyline so i i honestly i didn't even know tom had kids um but i wouldn't really me too as as like a love interest for darcy and not like a main character i Mm -hmm. I don't, this is going to sound mean. I don't really care about Tom's kids, <laughs> but like, you know, it's like, it's not, I don't know if Tom's a bad father. Right. Larissa cannot be a good mother. Mm-hmm. It's just, and we've seen on Darcy and Stacy, the fallout of Darcy's and Stacy's dad being away in, in China for so many years, how that's had an effect on their relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And even if she's FaceTiming them every single night, she could be there and she's not a lot of people are saying it in comparison to everyone else you know um debbie's one a debbie devin is one of the people that they're calling out you know she's a bad mom how come you're not talking crap about devin she's you know her her drosilla's teeth are rotting blah 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 but i'm saying like you know devin did take her kids with her, you know, her mm-hmm. kids are seeming like her kids are always with her, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, like we don't know Larissa's story if she is or is not sending money back home or, you yeah. know, we did a little bit social media tea. Um, Larissa was fired from mm-hmm. uh, 90 day fiance because of her relationship with cam soda. I think something with having signed a contract with cam, cam soda and also, you know, I guess mm-hmm. it, I guess it was, um, I, there it, has to have been some sort of clause in their contract exactly. that they, they can't do media appearances with other networks. Uh, that's what I'm guessing. Um, yeah. Exactly, but really, exactly. other than I, I know from like the, just the conversations I've had with producers for my memes being featured on uh, strike back, they really leverage their ability to, um, get you social media exposure as like a form of payment. I don't get paid for my memes, you know, mm-hmm. appearing on strike back. Exactly. Um, I cannot, I, and, and we know, and it's, it's speculated how much people actually get paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's going to make way more money on right. OnlyFans and Cam exactly. Soda. The- exactly. I was saying that um, it was, it is her contract with Cam Soda is contradicting her contract with, um, 90 days so she was let go um a lot of people are happy about it and Mm -hmm. saying finally because her story was beginning to be irrelevant you know with she didn't Mm -hmm. have a really 
she wasn't married she wasn't going to get married she was just getting i would have watched a a larissa dating show (laughs) like we know that there's some spinoff involving like danielle in the works Mm -hmm. so i i would have watched that for sure she's Uh, she's hilarious to watch she didn't get terminated forever but you know once you get fired you never come back so no and now she's kind of uh railing online against them a little bit so I, Mm -hmm. i i don't see her being back on the show what is interesting to me, um, she did mention that the day after she was released from her contract was when she was had that um, incident with ICE. Mm. And I'm wondering if her work permit that she has is sponsored by Sharp Entertainment and that now oh. she no longer has a valid work permit. So she could have just shot herself in the foot. <laughs> Right. I mean, speaking of valid work permits and working period, Andre states that he's not working and that he's, uh, you know, loves to be a stay at home dad. A lot of people have different opinions on Andre Uh being a stay at home dad. Elizabeth um, didn't sound like she was too thrilled. And now that they're in quarantine that they, you know, she wants Mm -hmm. him to go out and look for work. And, but I mean, the truth is you're going to pay double um, mm-hmm. or child care mm-hmm. and if he's going out to look for work and he's getting $15 an hour it doesn't make any sense for him to work that's why so many women stay home is because it just so um I actually had a conversation with a follower of mine this morning because yesterday I posted a story on my Instagram that I, I'm trying to get my husband actually onto my YouTube channel to to do a sit down with me because he was a stay at home dad for four months due to COVID. Mm -hmm. And, um, I love my daughter beyond words. Like I, I obviously I would die for my daughter. I would give her, I try to give her everything in the world. It takes a certain kind of person to be able to be a stay at home parent. And Mm -hmm. I, I, and I'll be totally honest and upfront. I don't possess the patience. I don't Mm -hmm. possess the, um, just the, those things like the, the, those things that like teachers have that I just don't have it. And I, but my husband does, and he's, he was an amazing stay at home father. And just from watching, um, Andre interact with Elizabeth, it's complete with Elizabeth, with Eleanor, it's completely different than watching, um, Asuelu yeah. or any, uh, some of these other fathers, mm-hmm. Andre, and Ellie have such an amazing bond. And I, in my opinion, and, and some people came for me online, I think people are a little hard on Andre. What do mm-hmm. you think? Yeah, they are. Absolutely. I think that, you know, if Elizabeth were the one to stay home and, and be with Eleanor, that people would have different opinions. But because Andre is a man and, mm-hmm. you know, daddy shaming, stay at home, daddy shaming does mm-hmm. exist. And you yeah. see it pretty apparent with Andre's situation. Um, If he wants to stay home and take care of Eleanor, let him take care of Eleanor. Who better to take care of his daughter than himself? And the one valid thing, the the one user I was um, messaging with, she she did bring up a good point. I think it's worth pointing out is I think one of the reasons why people kind of get down on him for not having a job is before they had Eleanor and Mm. he wasn't working, he thought he was above certain kinds of jobs that, um, you know, so we're talking about like, if he's making 15 to $20 an hour, he's going to be spending 
all of that money in daycare. And then, and then his argument is valid. Who better to stay home with her and raise her than her parents? Mm -hmm. Um, But if he was making, if he was like a doctor or a neurosurgeon or something, Mm -hmm. making a lot of money. Yeah. And you're right. You're right. A lot of people do say that, Hey, you know, it's not really the fact that he's a stay at home dad. It's fine. It's Mm -hmm. the fact that he feels he's so, um, so like, dominant in the relationship where mm-hmm. Libby's paying all the bills and she's bringing in all the money she should have some say and a lot of people are just mm-hmm. a little upset over the fact that he still wants to have all that control meanwhile it seems like you know Libby's paying all the bills she's bringing in the money she should have some say and what do you think of the statement that he made about Libby liking she likes things like this that's why she's still with me does he mean that I arguing does she mean he mean that she likes and being in control. I think that she likes a dominant man. I think that like that machismo, that machismo, yes. That, you know, rough, tough, I'm a man's man. I think that gets her going. I I agree with uh, with Andre. Um I'm uh, the thing is is I, I I think part of it is put on too. Like when she says I want you to get a job now. I, I I don't believe that. I think they had a conversation of what financially made sense for their family mm-hmm. and what he could be making at XYZ job and mm-hmm. decided that this was a workable solution for them. And I, yes, I agree with you. I think they did definitely had that conversation before mm-hmm. about him staying home and that she would work because she works for her father. Mm-hmm. And I think, Andre, you know, this show is more or less, uh, you, you have to know that it is scripted, you know, whether it be a little bit or a lot, but it yeah. just feels like to me, Andre forgets um, that it is scripted. So a lot of the times when Libby says that, hey, I want you to get a job, he gives her this look like, what are you talking about? We had this conversation already. Right. <laughs> I think, I think Andre is like, we're talking about like two different things here. <laughs> And, you know, I thought it was also really telling that, you know, talking about Andre joining the family business, which we all know that it's a bunch of shady shit going on over there. He wants to come in as a partner, not an employee. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Elizabeth is an employee. You know, mm-hmm. I, I work for my my dad and my uncle's company. <laughs> they make it very clear. I ain't no partner. <laughs> They're an employee. Yeah, I am an employee. <laughs> Well, it's, it's nice to know that um, Andre is definitely doesn't care about what, what, you know, his family in, in law or mother and father in law thinks of him. Um, it's pretty apparent <clears throat> that Jen is super bitter about Andre's situation still. I mean, I, do you think that she's upset that her father didn't pay for her wedding? I'm not sure why he didn't pay for her wedding, but when he was saying that I paid for all my kids' wedding, he as in Chuck said, I pay for all my kids' wedding. Jen did hold up three fingers and she was shaking when she was holding up her three fingers. Uh Like she was really upset. Well, uh, you know, who knows, who knows the family, the family financial dynamic. It could be that he became more successful after maybe after she got married Mm -hmm. i think she also her husband hardly ever appears on the show um she has like some somewhat older children and i think someone said he was like a 
I think he was a retired athlete or DJ or something. I think well, he's pretty he well does, known. He, he's um, a radio DJ. Yeah, radio. so mm-hmm. he might be financially successful himself, and they pro- maybe they didn't need Chuck to pay for the wedding. Right, exactly. But it's, it does look like she's super bitter about mm-hmm. daddy not paying her wedding, and here Libby comes um, as a favorite getting two weddings paid for. But Livy did mention that Andre paid for the first one mm-hmm. from his money that he saved from Ireland. Yeah. So <clears throat> not sure, you know, not sure what all the facts are there, but Andre blaming his actions on alcohol versus Charlie blaming his, al- his uh, situation and his mm-hmm. actions on alcohol. Two separate... Um, It was really funny to me, like Charlie for the the dinner when we're talking about Andre's behavior and how he was kind of loud and aggressive towards Elizabeth. Oh, you know, you, you know, with him saying I was drunk, that was an unacceptable excuse. But then Charlie literally ruined a wedding (laughs) and he was just like, oh man, what can I say? Had too much to drink. Sorry. It's like double standard over there. Um, They, don't like Andre. I mean, I don't know if they're, this family is going for a spinoff, like the family mm. Chantel, but I mean, there has been words, you know, people are gossiping yeah. about a, a potential spinoff with the family, but would you watch? Probably. <laughs> Fuck it. Just add it to know. the dumpster fire. Um, it's just, for me, it's annoying because I think there's so much of their storyline that's not believable. So mm. that's what's annoying to me. If I thought this was genuine tension, then yeah. I, then it would be a little bit different. But you, we see them all, they post on Instagram all the time. They're always at like lunches, family dinners, parties, all together looking happy. Andre's there. The siblings are there. So I, I don't know how much of that is actual genuine and real. Mm-hmm. Because it just doesn't match what we see on social media. Exactly. So we are, um, you know, a lot of us don't know that the show is scripted. And once they find out, they're like, oh, man, you know, was Mm -hmm. it really scripted? But it's super outlandish. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I get that feeling, too. Well, and and just a little bit of, like, behind-the-scenes tea. Um, My husband was uh, worked on The Bachelor, and he was a production assistant. And um, the Bachelor has a story department. They don't have writers, so the show isn't Mm -hmm. scripted, but they have ideas of what they want to see, where they want the show to go. And they absolutely coach the cast members in those directions, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So um, they can also, if the story department also can, you know, certain dramatic things that happen they can spin a certain way mm-hmm. that that's the whole concept they have these people that work on giving us a story so it's not it's not scripted but it's definitely edited edited it's <laughs> encouraged certain certain things are encouraged and mm-hmm. um i think like um certain tension between family members that might not be that big of a deal. They really try to go hard at that. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I, and I, I know that that's the case for reality shows in general have story departments. They all do. 
do you think that Debbie and Colt has their storyline? I was actually going to use them as an example. I think that (laughs) they, that the productions saw what the, and they, they're smart and they look at at what people are talking about online, on Instagram, on Twitter, Mm -hmm. on Reddit, and they see oh my God, their, their relationship makes me so uncomfortable. And that's now it, it, mm-hmm. when you go back and you watch like the first season, Debbie was definitely Debbie, Debbie lived there, but she wasn't like this. Right. She right, wasn't going absolutely. on trips with them and going, mm-hmm. you know, yes. Her, she, her character is more apparent now mm-hmm. and, she's more and way more, now. um, involved. Exactly. In I mean, she did she change her, um, social media handle from like Debbie something to Savage Debbie now because you know oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Debbie did have some uh, words for Andre and I mean she did tell Colt that you know Colt said that you can't have your cake and eat it too when it comes to staying at home and Debbie defends Andre and says yes he can I mean it sounds like she's she definitely sounds like a good like she's got good intentions and is a good person but Mm -hmm. what is up with her when it comes down to her and and cult and his relationship being so toxic yeah i think it's i think there's a lot of factors at play i think um uh, we know that colt was born prematurely he is an only child and she lost her husband all of those things i think have enabled her to keep an, an extremely mm-hmm. tight grasp on Colt. I thought and, a really good clapback with her uh, saying to Larissa is the, the best day of her life was when Colt was born. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause you know, for, for me, the best day of my life was when my daughter was born mm-hmm. and um, for her, for Larissa, it was the best day of her life was when she got divorced from Colt apparently oh, when she got boobs. And when she got boobs. boobs. Oh, man. I I can only, you know, I can understand if you were flat chested, you had no butt and you just, your body was, you know, not normal. Who knows what normal is these days, but you know, she Mm -hmm. had a, she had a decent looking body. She, she looked good. I mean, the first, the first uh, season that she was in, I get it. You know, she needed some lip fillers and whatever, and she looked good kind of like the second third time of going in to get fillers and botox but afterwards mm-hmm. it was just the addiction just mm-hmm. came in strong on um, what did she say she was getting next uh brazilian butt lift liposuction a yeah a bbl um and all in all in one procedure i think part of why she was in so much pain is because she got multiple procedures done at one time mm-hmm. i mean i get like not wanting to go under anesthesia multiple times, but man, that has to make your recovery so much more painful. I would think. Like my mommy says, if you want to look beautiful, you got to endure the pain. She said Mm -hmm. that to me when I got braces. (laughs) (laughs) Braces do hurt. Braces hurt. (laughs) Oh man. So uh, Larissa not being back in 90 day is, you know, a lot of people, different feelings for it all, but we'll see what happens um, in the future. But, you know, I want to kind of just touch on Kalani and Kalani and yeah. Asuelu. Um, we didn't just, know if Asuelu was going to show and then he did. Exactly. And... It seems like they're headed for the road down of divorce. So, yeah. you know, I, 
Kalani wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt Kalani at all. It seemed like she was already doing everything already. So to her, just be like letting go of one kid and mm-hmm. feeling a little bit less pressure. You know, it doesn't sound like Kalini and uh, I, I forget what Mama Kalani's name is. Oh yeah, I forget. I forget but her name. They don't seem like they're as supportive as they were in the beginning of their relationship. I think Asuelu has definitely shown them a lot more of what his character is like and it's it's like a can of nasty worms every time he opens up his mouth and says anything it's like or maybe it's a communication barrier and he doesn't know how to communicate fully so he just gets upset as Kalani says and he just mm-hmm. leaves what do you think of his um just total disregard for the current climate like the you know I'm sitting over here really all I've been doing is going to the grocery store and picking up my daughter from daycare and going to work. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't been going to the movies, going to the mall or, you know, doing any social activities. So for me to sit here thinking like I could possibly have COVID, you know, I'm waiting for my test results. It's maddening to me to hear of someone that's just totally disregarding the seriousness of what's going on. Especially since Kalani's mom has underlying um, right. health condition issues. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I'd be pissed off if I were Kalani. I would be pissed off if I were her mom. I mean, so you're living in my house for free. I'm sure he's not paying any rent. And the you're not doing anything. The least you could do is not do what you're not supposed to do, you know, go out and play volleyball with your friends and come back. And I'm sure like she says, you know, she takes a picture of him wearing a mask to show her that he's wearing a mask. But then there's a video of him playing without a mask on. That's typical childish. Right. He's, he is got the emotional maturity of like an elementary school age person. Exactly. A mind capacity of a 10 year old it's like when your mom asks you if you brushed your teeth and you didn't so you just tell her you did (laughs) it's like those kind of just dumb lies but Mm -hmm. you know he he has no concept he didn't think measles was a big deal either Mm -hmm. so I guess a lot of people were telling me like why did you think he was gonna take COVID seriously yeah a a lot of people are saying that he is a simpleton they're calling him you know simpleton Asuelu and he's not he doesn't really grasp the whole anything really in the world around him. He just cares about himself and mm-hmm. selfish as Swelu, as Mama Kalani states, period. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was like, this is him, period. Like he's, and I think Colini is finally getting validated for, mm-hmm. I, you know, part, I know for me when during their first season, I'm like, gosh, that was such an overreaction to learning your sister was pregnant again. Mm-hmm. She was like devastated. <laughs> and now I see why it's like a huge task to raise two kids on your own. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. And then you're basically have another kid in your husband. And she she appears to be over it and I don't blame her like mm-hmm. that whole family is so whacked <laughs> so like yeah. Tammy as usual comes on being a total see you next Tuesday <laughs> and I just I'm like I, I like I get it you know uh the uh Kalani's mom said you know we send money back 
but we don't send what we can, we can't do or what we don't have. Mm -hmm. And, and his family doesn't make demands. Right. You get what you get and you don't ask for it. That's what she said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Total bullshit. And I mean, they had the mom and Tammy on and sitting there acting like they didn't say anything, no apologies, nothing. It's like, she's oblivious to what's going on in her brother's marriage. Meanwhile, she's right there ruining it all mm -hmm. she has a lot to do with the reason the feelings that kalani has towards asuelu and his family also it's like it would leave a bad taste in my mouth if my my husband were to say the things that he said or feel that you know and doing his whole actions and everything is just already tasteless and then there comes his family just making it even worse just throwing fuel mm -hmm. to the fire so yeah who knows what's going to happen to them but it, it seems like they are headed for uh you know, along that road of divorce too. And it's really sad because, you know, you, you have to think of the kids and I, I appreciate Kalani thinking of that and taking that into consideration before making any final decisions. But at the end of the day, he, you know, she, she was even saying he helps out sometimes, like he'll take out the trash sometimes he'll, mm -hmm. you know, clean the toy room sometimes oh god like a swelu when i think of a swelu it's like instant vaginal dryness yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like you know kalani's not getting giving him any or getting anything on with that mm -hmm. how could you you know mm -hmm. Jeez. yeah so and, and you can tell there's not a lot of affection between them anymore i think kalani's just over it i think mm -hmm. She does, I think, you know, pulling the trigger and separating is a very final thing and she's probably hesitant to do it, but I, it's an eventuality. It's right. going to happen. Yeah. I mean, no, definitely no sex there. Unlike um, Tanya and Sinjin with the heated mm -hmm. fire sex life there. <laughs> yeah, we really didn't uh, get into them too much. They came off uh, looking kind of like the most stable couple during this part one of the tell-all, which says a lot. <laughs> Giving out advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing, you know, Tanya said that was really, um, that I agreed with was you can, uh, when Tam... Gender it? roles. Mm -hmm. No. Olivia okay. and Andre? You know, someone said, like, I'm just giving my opinions. And she said, oh, but your opinion doesn't have to be rude. Oh, yeah. I forget who said that, but I was like, she yeah. Was, um, she was referring to um, Libby's family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and then another thing um, was when they started talking about Larissa's kids, it was actually Sinjin that brought up, like, you're spending all this money on um, plastic surgeries, but are you sending money to your kids? And that's when Larissa was like, "Fuck you, bitch!" You popped up, no and everything kind of like, yeah, melted. Everyone kind of <laughs> had a meltdown. I was literally like mouth open. I was like, I cannot believe, I if like at the first commercial break, there was just already so much to unpack just in the <laughs> first like five minutes. I know. And, and I agree that, so last season, and I was really not looking forward to a virtual tell-all format because mm -hmm. last season I just thought was terrible. Maybe it was because we, the unedited version leaked. And so we knew so much about it to begin with, but this, I think people are saying things that they would never say if the person was, wasn't 
was sitting right across from them. Mm -hmm. So there's no way Andre would have called her Michael Jackson 3.0. At least I don't think so. I hope not. It was pretty funny though. Yeah. It's like, they can't see them. Like who cares? Yeah. A lot of people were rooting for Andre and and him putting quotes of Larissa in her place, but it didn't seem like Larissa cared. I mean, she was too busy fuck you, bitch, you're, you have no morals. Like oh, she, that came, opens their she mouth. came prepared. She, and I think she practiced some one-liners, like. She looked in the mirror and, <clears throat> F you, bitch, you got no morals. All right, was that good? Yeah. <laughs> clear. Hold on one second. I just, my, Hold um. your drink? Yeah, my, my coaster, like, stuck to the bottom. Oh, my God, my husband is going to kill me. At least it's just water. Didn't get on your mic or anything? Got a little bit on his mixing board. Hold on. Uh oh. I'll just use my shirt. Eh, it'll dry. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, I thought the whole thing spilled just a little. No, yeah, I just like suction, so it like <clears throat> shot back in my face. She mentioned Larissa did mention that she's sending money back home to her daughter. I mean, she she talked about her daughter, and she has three kids. Mm-hmm. So. You know, to me, I was like, wait a minute, you have more than just one daughter, Mm -hmm. but maybe she doesn't have a good relationship with the other ones. I mean, you know, you just never know. I mean, my, um, my brother is, uh, divorced and he has a, uh, a son that he doesn't have great communication with because, you know, the co-parenting is just not there at all. So Mm -hmm. it's sad. It's a sad situation regardless for the kids that are involved. All right, moving on. Let's let's touch on Angela and Michael. Angela was wearing a mask. What do you think of her her look there? Well, I'm glad we finally know why. <laughs> because <laughs> it, during all the teasers, it's like, you know, you don't have to wear one in your house, right? So, because we all thought it was for COVID, but apparently she has some sort of medical issue going on. She has like an abscess in her mouth. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's wearing it. Must be pretty gnarly. She also had, I don't know if you noticed, she had like a scratch of some yes. sort on her arm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she got in like an accident or something, but. Um, right. I mean, somebody did, somebody was, uh, it's pretty funny, maybe not funny, but uh, <laughs> they were saying that Angela probably, you know, got into an accident or she probably got into a fight with somebody, lost her dentures. <laughs> she lost her dentures. I don't think she would be sounding the same. No. No, you start sounding kind of like um, flappy when you know my grandpa had dentures, and when, well, when you could tell when his teeth weren't in, you would definitely be flapping your gums. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, known to do that from time to time. <laughs> so M- Michael has to be like at Angela's beck and call. Oh, all the God. time. What did you think about? He has three generators in case the power goes out. He wasn't concerned about, you know, if they had fridges or whatever, that the food would go bad or, or, you know, there would just no be like no lights in the house period. He was worried about his phone. He had, he brought these three generators. So his phone would always be available for Angela. What the hell? And I also have to wonder because I didn't look it up ahead of time, but obviously they're not on the same time zone. So has he like completely altered his like sleep schedule? So he's awake when she's awake and. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be surprised. I, they're definitely dealing with trust issues on their own. And it's like, and even Angela knows it too. And she states, if he goes to the bathroom to poop, I better be on that phone. You know, it's like, what kind of relationship is this? Yeah. She said it like a joke and everyone laughed, but I was like, that's actually extremely toxic <laughs> in more ways than one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know, Michael coming to this, Michael being in Nigeria at the moment and not being in the States is probably the best thing for him. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, Angela's definitely working on anger issues and you see her firing off again. I'm not sure if during this um, tell all that Michael states that it's about wanting another child and is it going to be in the well, next one? I think it was a preview. This was like the end of the episode and it's kind of kind of segue into the next part. But it's really important for Michael to have a child. And we know that in Nigerian culture, it is allowed um, for a man to take another wife or have a child with another woman. If that means like he produces a child. Mm-hmm. And Angela freaks out as if this is some brand new information, <laughs> as if I we think, haven't been talking about this for three years already. You know what, though? When they did go to the <clears throat> marriage council or the marriage register, do you remember when they state, Michael, do you want to have, you know, one wife? Do you want to be able to have two wives? And he chose mm-hmm. that he would forsake all other women and be with Angela. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that that he agreed to binds Mm. him to only being with Angela and not having kids with anybody else. Right. They did choose the marriage that was, I forget what they called it, but it was like one man, one woman. Yeah. Monogamous. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm telling you guys. I forget because you know me. (laughs) I have no, I forget words. I need like a dictionary next to me right now. Oh, that sounds like me. English is my second language. So you guys always hear me fumbling through my words. I just have no excuse. (laughs) You speak English better than I do. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Well, so the other thing that I noticed is, so Angela starts ranting about how she's 54 and if they have a baby, how are they going to travel? How are they going to pay for that? It's like, this is not new information. It's not. It's not. But how does Michael expect her to have a kid? Even Aunt Lydia, how do you expect Angela? And, you know, Angela's older than Aunt Lydia. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you guys expect Angela to carry a baby? Come on now. That's just ridiculous. She's 54, like she says. By the time her kid is 20, she'll be like, mm-hmm. you know, would she even still be alive? Who knows? With the her grandkids will be raising her kid. Exactly. Shit. It's like a... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It seems like Angela is always surprised about Michael wanting to have another, wanting to have his own baby. But I mean, it makes sense. Yes, Michael, you, you're a young guy. You want to have your own family. You want to raise your own kids. But mm-hmm. Angela is not going to be able to give you that. You can come over and raise her grandkids. Yeah. She's got, what, six of them? Plenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know how the, those kids are divided up either. I know some some of them are the daughter that's in jail, and then some of them are Skyla's. So obviously, I think Skyla lives there too, so helps out. But um, the one thing I will give Angela, she seems to be the rock of that family. So she does show up for those kids, so that's nice. Except for she shows up chain smoking. Chain smoking. <laughs> it's like, come on. You're winning in every other way possible, taking care of this family, and she's chain smoking. I know. Mm. Horrible. Well, okay. So real quick, I'm kind of jumping back to the Andre joining the family business conversation. 
is he gonna get like he so i made a meme and people laughed at it i said he's leaving a certain life of corruption in moldova for a life of corruption in the united states like i cannot believe that this has not come up like on the tell-alls or on like they've not addressed it whatsoever mm-hmm. these claims about their shady business dealings mm-hmm. and i really i'm really interested if that'll come up one of these days me too especially since we uh interviewed one of their tenants and that was what a month ago like maybe a little bit over a well, month like ago month. yeah so maybe maybe it's still new Mm-hmm. I mean, it can't be new. Come on. A lot of people have been talking about this, but I mean, their mugshots are everywhere on the memes uh-huh. too. So yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm surprised they haven't really touched on it or tried to clear the air. I mean, they're mm-hmm. probably just trying to ignore it, hoping it, that it'll go away. We will see what happens. And I- a, lot of, uh, a lot of the viewers were saying that it seemed as if Larissa and Jess were gaining up on Colt and Debbie like bullies. Um, I felt a little bit bad for Colt. I mean, I don't like Colt at all as a person only because he's just, <clears throat> he's proven himself that he's just not mm-hmm. a good man. Yeah. So, um, but a lot of people were coming to his defense when Larissa and Jess were kind of down his throat, calling him fat right away. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they were almost like bullies to Colt. How did, you know, what did you think of that? Did- yeah, they definitely came in bl- guns blazing for sure um but colt absolutely in my opinion deserved every bit of the shit he mm. got what really grossed me out was when he kept calling jess sweetheart that was oh. so cringy to me and then um when he accused her of like seducing him like you throw sex around like it's going out of style or whatever he yeah, said. And like, it, I, we, you got me in bed before <clears> I even <throat> knew your name. Right. Like, it, that was so dumb. So that, that yeah, was the, basically to devalue her as a person. Yeah. Yeah. It was really messed up. So, um, yeah, they ganged up on him, but he deserved it, in my opinion. Because you know <laughs> what? It's usually just one girl there, and it's him and Debbie ganging up on the girl, That's usually. True. So now that the shoe was on the other foot, mm-hmm. um, and we'll see what Vanessa has to say. Oh, Vanessa. Because she's going to join us next week, too. <laughs> I mean, Colt did mention he did sleep with Vanessa before and after, <clears> and <throat> it just seems like this Vanessa girl is a, is 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 present in Colt's life at the moment because we do see pictures of him on his social on his social media so yeah Mm -hmm. I'm excited to uh, see what part two holds for us and um get your popcorn and your drinks ready and and I hope there's some good one-liners this week too (laughs) oh yeah well thank you guys so much for joining us today Um, we really appreciate it your support and your listen um hoping Sarah feels better Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow us at uh, 90 Days on Fire podcast. And from there on, you can follow each of us individually. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good one. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye.